Okay, I'm bored in a house and I'm in a house boy. Bored in a house and I'm in a house boy. Bored in a motherfucking house. Bored and I'm bored in a motherfucking house. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Shit We Got Bored podcast. My name's Jabari. I'm Jeff Rowe. I'm Rodney. I'm Gerard. And we are here for episode three. How's everybody doing? I'm pretty good. Cool. Stressed. Okay, what you stressed about? Some things that we'll get into okay. later on in the episode. All right. We're here to talk about um, a lot of injustice that's happened uh, within the last couple of months um, centered around uh, the murder of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and Ahmaud Arbery. And this last week has been super heavy for black America. And... Um, we're just here to, you know, give our spiel on what's been going on, how we feel towards, you know, the responses to these murders and what we could do to kind of combat, you know, social injustice. Um, so right now in Minneapolis, it's like a war zone um, because of the death of George Floyd um, by uh a police officer. I think there was four police officers who were involved in the um, the murder, but there was one officer who was physically seen uh, murdering George Floyd, and Minneapolis went up in flames after that. And um, there were protests because uh, I don't think the officer got arrested until days later. So they were protesting, getting the the officer arrested and you know there was some looting there was some destruction of property um a lot of people came out and you know expressed their disdain for the minneapolis police department and the way that they handle um you know the the citizens of their communities and a lot of the people who were out there were supported by a lot of other cities with other protests. Um, there was a protest where we are, um, protest in Richmond, protests in Florida, New York, Jersey, LA. So a lot of places um, were really affected by what was going on in Minneapolis and decided to, you know, take their, take matters into their own hands and protest and, sign petitions and set up stations for the protesters to get water and milk for if they get tear gassed because that's been happening a lot. They've been tear gassing people. They've been shooting rubber bullets at the, um, the protesters. Uh, so it's a lot of unrest going on in, um, around the country. Um, but as of right now, there's a lot of, uh, change that needs to be done within Minneapolis um, and a lot of the protests that are going on around the country they're they're calling out their own police departments um, but the Minneapolis situation kind of sparked everyone's fire um, so I want to hear thoughts on um, what's been going on and how we've all been coping um, th throughout this last week if anybody wants to start um, I think for me, it's been a reduction of my amount of time on social media at this moment because it's like you can't really log on to any social media without 
without that being the topic of everyone's post. And I get it. I mm-hmm. understand that that's a that people want to voice their opinions and you know use their platforms appropriately, hopefully. But to continue to see it is, you know, it's very nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. And it makes you kind of anxious as a black man. And you kind of, like you were talking about earlier, when people are like, oh, they're going to keep telling you how you could be that person. It's yeah. like nobody, I, I understood that the first time that somebody told me, like, oh, that could have been you. Okay, I get it. I completely understand. But let's not tell black men every day that, yo, that really could have been you or that could still be you. It's like, bro, that that's kind of nerve wracking to say the least. Absolutely. To have to go through that. Every day, we already we understand that. Trust me, <laughs> that's been something that's been you know my way of kind of dealing with it right now is to reduce my social media time and you know if I am up there, it's just like scroll for like a few minutes until I see something that's like too much and I'm just like you know what, let me not, let me just log off for a little bit and like go do something productive. Mm-hmm. So that's one part of how I've been dealing with it at the moment okay anybody else i mean i'm just fucking over it honestly i'm just gonna be blunt about it um it's just like it always happens and it'll go away for a little bit we won't see anything about it maybe it's not being taped or whatever but it's just like it comes back around every two or three years and it's kind of ridiculous i mean i don't know what it's going to take for this to stop you know happening to us especially us us people that's seems like we're the we're the threat to the police to kill and you know i'm just over it and it's sad that it keeps happening to us and um i get what's going on with the protests and the rioting and stuff because if i'm over it i know other people are over it so that's the result you're gonna get well i'm really numb to it like like just echoing what jeff says was saying um it happens very frequent now, so it's just like I'm just trying to make sure I'm not one of those people. That's it. Yeah, I think for me, uh, like Gerard said, um, my family has been very vocal during this time, and you know, letting me know. And I mean, ever since, I mean, we could date back to when I really started feeling the pressure was when Trayvon Martin was murdered. But my family often tells me, you know, that. It could be me, and um, they don't want me to, you know, be that person, and that that becomes very toxic. Toxic because now that's like always on my mind. Like now, I feel like I'm personally getting targeted um, by the police or whoever because it's like now I feel like I'm always I always got to be on high alert, and I shouldn't have to, you know, feel that way. And I know that kind of comes with the territory and you know it's unfortunate but you know I had I've had that understanding you know my whole life but when you see it on display at all times it's kind of like fuck like this is it, it it's I felt like into I fell into a rabbit hole the other day trying to prepare for the podcast and trying to just get all my facts straight and I like started bawling because it was like it really, I mean, in all honesty, it really could have been any of us. And been. that is so, you know, annoying. I mean, I'm, that might not be a strong enough word, but it's annoying to have to see it all the time. And um, 
I know there's the argument of, well, we need to see it because they need to know what's going on and everybody needs to know what's happening. And I agree. I do think there's a level of coverage that does need to be done. But when you look at the at not just black men, but black people in general, like when we constantly see ourselves, like our people being murdered um, specifically by the police, it's, it, it becomes in an aspect of like what Rodney was saying, I have become numb. Like I've, I feel like I have become desensitized in a way of, I'm never surprised when it happens. I'm never shocked, but it's just like, I guess the, this is hitting harder because one, we're already like bored at home and, um, and you know, we don't have anything to do. So all most of us are doing is just on social media, scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And now this past week, all we've seen is protest after protest, after protest, after murder, after tear gas and all of that. So it's like, it's a lot going on. And I don't feel like, you know, me personally, I don't feel like I need to consume so much. And I'm a, I wouldn't say I'm a big social media person, but I, I'm on social media a lot. And that's kind of like an escape for, for me. And now that's no longer an escape. And I do think that I have used my platform, my social media platform to, you know, spread awareness and, and give links to, um, you know, bailing funds and everything. But, you know, just scrolling through social media, you just see everybody posting something about George or Brianna or Ahmad, Trayvon, Tamir Rice, you know, all of these people. It's like it gets super overwhelming. And um, but I'm glad that it, that, I, I'm, that it's out there, though. I mean, yeah, I'm glad it's out there. And I do think that it's important for all of us to practice our self-care um, because I know that it's important to keep yourself updated on what what's going on. And I think that's why I haven't completely removed myself from social media yet. Um, but it's important to protect your peace because you can become super overwhelmed just reading for hours about what's going on everywhere. So I definitely charge everyone to, you know, protect their peace during this time. But um, I think we're going to switch on over to like... Uh, America's response to what's been going on. Um, so there, like I said before, there have been protests everywhere, and um, some looting has been going on. I think when I first heard about the looting, um, this white lady was running out of Target with some lamps, <laughs> and I was like, "Where's she? Where's she going?" And then I've, I've read more, and I found out that you know they had took over the Target, and I was like, "Well, why did they take over the Target?" And I found out that, you know, the Minneapolis police had uh, tear gassed or let tear gas um, out uh, at the protesters. They did it through their cars, right? Uh, I'm not sure. They might have. um, And then I believe the protesters were seeking refuge and supplies from Target. And Target wasn't trying to hear that shit. And so they was like, all right, fine. (laughs) So we're going to take that shit. And so that was when I first saw that, I was like, I was proud because I'm like, how do you just deny people? First of all, they're going to pay for it. So it's just right. like, why why are you denying them? Why are you upset? Is? But, you know, like people are upset right now and rightfully so. And 
I think everybody wants to do something and everybody's so enraged that you're not going to get, you know, just peaceful protests. You're not going to get just rioting or just signing petitions or anything like everybody is so amped up because of how frequent and how publicized all of this is. So you're going to definitely get several forms of responses to what has happened. And I mean, hey. Yeah. Um, I like that. Um, that inst- this is the first time I've seen Instagram or social media in itself be so forward when it comes to like um, the fight. Mm-hmm. I've never seen any. I think this is like the first time social media has been very, very like deliberately forward with like fighting for injustice and all the different stuff. At first, it was just a platform for just to put videos out, but now they're putting up solutions or you see the protests, you actually see like day-to-day like what's going on out in those different world, different places that we're not a part of. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of cool. And I don't know. It's just the reaction is just weird because it always happens. It's kind of like why now? Like why y'all why y'all looting so much now? I feel like this is the breaking point. I mean, like Jabari was saying, a lot of us are sitting at home. We have nothing to do, so we have to consume that. So you keep constantly having to consume it. And, you know, with the mod, that happened, like, not even – how long ago was that? Two months ago. Like, like in February. Yeah, so, I mean, you got that, and then you get this with George, with the police officer with the knee on his neck. People are fed up. So I feel like the outrage is more up to a point where it's like, you know, I'm fed up. I'm just going to go overboard with my protest and destroy things because, obviously, you're not hearing what I'm saying before, like with the Trayvons or the Sandra Blands and shit like that. So people are fed the fuck up, and they're going to um, do what they have to do to get their point across. And if that's having to vandalize things, which I'm not saying is the right thing to do, but, I mean, I'm not going to tell people how to feel if they're outraged about something. It's definitely but, a but how option. Do you fight? I mean, so how would you fight properly? Do you think looting? I mean, I don't. I mean, looting. It. it it's, is it's, it effective? It's it's effective because it's making them know, like you know, I feel like. I mean, it's ineffective in a way because, like, what's the point of you destroying the stuff? But I feel but your like house. It, yeah, but if it's it's effective because it's getting attention, like they can tell, like you know, they're upset, like you know, they're fed up. I don't. I, I mean, personally, I don't have a problem with them looting, like, corporations. I don't care about that shit. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, it's really not a loss. Target didn't lose anything. They didn't lose nothing. For real. Yeah. Like, I mean, the store is destroyed, but they have the money to fix it. Yeah. Um. So, I don't really, personally, I don't care about the corporations losing money or losing property. Um. I do think that there's an aspect of destroying property that can be effective if it's the right mm-hmm. property being destroyed. Um, because it does send an effective message. But when people are, for some people, when they see people looting Target, they're like, oh, they just want free stuff. Mm-hmm. And in an aspect of that, they might yes. do want, want free, free stuff. Because who's to say, like, if I was in Minneapolis and I found out that the Target was being looted, I sure might have got some shit, you know? So I'm not, I'm not saying that it's ineffective, but I do think when you hit the places that matter, because that Target was targeted because they denied them 
So that was their response to that. It was a direct response. It wasn't, oh, we're going to send letters to Target or whatever. It was like, this is what you did to us, and now this is what we're going to do to you. Now, people just breaking random shit just to be breaking shit. I mean, we can get into how most of the people who were breaking shit were, you know, radical white people, but, you know, maybe we'll talk about that later. But when you start breaking random shit, when the protest was supposed to start off as peaceful it's like okay wait hold up yeah what's the what what is your what is What's the end goal for you destroying certain properties and then there's always been this debate on looting and destruction because some people who i've seen who are destroying things they don't, they're not really caring about what businesses they're destroying they're just destroying everything they're destroying so like you're destroying black businesses those businesses make up the community and I've heard people say, you know, you're hurting your own community by destroying the target in your community. I mean, mm-hmm. the target is not our community. The target is in the community, but it's, it's not, not for us, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, there's an aspect of that. But when you start just destroying shit just to destroy shit and you start destroying black businesses, you can't be mad at those black business owners for being like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why yeah. are you doing this? Like, this yeah. is not the way because those people have worked their lives for these things generations generations, generations to for these things and then in the heat of the moment or it could have been intentional you just burn it all down mm-hmm. and so but when you when you talk about the black community and then when we see that it confuses people right but let's it's, not be mad because people are looting about this white people loot all the time when their favorite sport teams wins a game so i mean let's not be super outraged because of People are looting because of they're upset about you know one of their people of color. Yeah. White people being loot when they happy. They loot when they happy. So I mean, <laughs> so don't be so out fucking raised right now because some black man died and they're looting and destroying cars and destroying buildings because of something else. But I mean, I don't. I think it's a common thing when a sport teams win and they loot and they destroy the, the city. Then right, it's okay with that, right? It's not, I don't think any of it's okay. But is it such an outrage when it happens when the sport teams win and the white people are out there cheering for the Yankees or the Red Sox? I think I think so, but I just think for them it's it's normalized. It's normalized, but why is it not normalized right now? Because we're black. Exactly. Yeah. That's my point. <laughs> I just think – well, no, because I feel like it's a bigger thing. I feel like – so – I guess I'm gonna have to go back to this different world episode. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> that episode when um, Superman. No, nah, when they went to California and it was doing the Rodney King riots mm-hmm. for their um, honeymoon or whatever. People were just looting. Some people were just looting just to loot, like just to get some stuff for free. Mm-hmm. Like I would need a flat screen TV or whatever. Yeah. So I just think this time some of these people are just doing it for that. They're not doing it for the cause, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's look. It looks bad in the overall rebellion that we're trying to have. But I don't even think that we have a clear uh, cause for the rebellion because I feel like we're just mad now. We're just going I, and I get it, and I get why they're. I get. I get why they're doing it because they're really upset. They're over it. But I, I it. but I think there is a lack of leadership within the rebellion because there's like five different solutions that people want. And so when 
you have people who are their intention is to peacefully protest, but then you have people who show up who's like, nah, we with we with that destruction shit. And then it's like, wait, no, that's not what we were here for. Right. And then you get, you know, those those people who are like, Well, nah, no, that's why I'm here. And we gonna march together to whatever. So But how you gonna march together with somebody that you have the opposite thoughts of? Like, I mean that's just weird. You just follow the crowd. I mean, we see it all the time. Like there was a girl that was on live, um, at the protest that happened in Richmond a couple of days ago, and most of them were just chanting and and you know saying the victims' names or uh, you know walking down different or specific streets, I guess to you know target certain areas of Richmond, and then you had like certain people just breaking shit and spray painting stuff, and and people were like, well, that's not why we're here. Like we're just here to peacefully protest. So I think. Initially, they'll they'll be like, okay, we're gonna protest, we're gonna peacefully protest, but people have their own motives when they go out there. Like they want to see the, shit yeah, burn. Covert. That's true. And I and and like I I'm I have my own thoughts towards protesting and um, in the way that people protest, but I don't think that it's wrong for people to be so upset and not mm-hmm. know what to do because there isn't any like group. That's like, this is what's going to happen. This is what, this is the plan. This is what's going to happen. And this is, these are our intentions. It's just a bunch of people with different motives together. And that's why it looks so chaotic on social media and on TV, because there's not one common goal. That's my problem. Yeah. Like, there's no point. Like, we're protesting without any points. Yeah. At least back then, 50 years ago, when they were protesting, they had stuff that they actually legitimately Mm -hmm. wanted. I think and it's it was some, yeah, and I think this it's important. Not. Like there was a, a a protest today, or I guess you could call it a protest in Norfolk, and they were talking to the police captain, and they were asking specific questions to her, and there were community leaders out there trying to get answers. Now I think that's effective, but if you are going out there and you're just walking the streets, yelling and and chanting, and then you go home. And there's no follow up. You ain't do nothing. You ain't really do nothing. And so, and it's and it's it's annoying when you see people who just show up just to do that. When you have other people who are like, "No, we're gonna march specifically to this place, and we're gonna demand to speak to this person because we want answers and we want to know what we can do to make our community better." But right. don't you think that we've done that many times before? Though? We have done that many times. But it, it, I don't think so. I don't think we actually have done that. Like, I don't think they've asked the right questions. I feel like. What's the right the questions last, to ask? Like, the, what questions would you ask the police, like uh, an official? Like, uh, I would ask, like, the chief of police, mm-hmm. like, what is the proper way to. If, 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 uh, how do you, well, let's, can we revamp the picking process of police officers? Mm-hmm. Um, can we, in the training of police officers, they always talk about how stuff is seen as a threat and some of that stuff is kind of racist and biased. Can we change that? Mm-hmm. Um, can we have, can we go back to community police officers that like beat the streets all the time, not literally immediately like walking around? Yeah, like, <laughs> like a beat cop. Like a beat cop. Yeah. yeah. And so we actually know who these people are. So yeah. something actually goes 
wrong, we have a person that we can contact as a community. That's fair. I believe that's a start. And and I think that they have to be realistic in knowing that not everybody's going to fuck with that to begin with that's because true. of the history of what's happened. Of what's happened. Right. What's happened. So that means that you really got to put in the work to gain the trust of your community. And hire more black police officers too. But who my are, thing about it is what made yeah. that police officer uh, that had his knee on George so comfortable to do that in front of the camera. Like, what made him so comfortable? Like, I don't give a damn. You're taping me. I'm still going to keep my knee on his... What What do you think make him that comfortable if, to if do I that? If I was him, if I was him, I would not... I honestly wouldn't care because I've seen so many other police officers get off. Mm. Like, I wouldn't... Mm. It's just like, I can fight this. I have the power. Like It's just a formality. Yeah, like, it's... Yeah. I'll be off a little bit. Yeah, we'll be good. And They'll pay me what, at the end. And that's what like, bothered me the most about that video is that you have these people in the background yelling like I, he's his nose is bleeding you know he's saying he can't breathe he's calling out for his mom you know all this stuff and it's just like he's looking at the camera you got the little chinese agent whatever the fuck he was i think it was some moment. yeah whatever praying for him as well I'm praying for him. but <laughs> but you know what i'm saying um I'm like you just i'm I, i'm you know what i'm not gonna pray for, I'm not praying for him i think I'm we not should pray for that. all people no. Oh, we should, but you I'm know, not. Really not I'm not right now. Not the time. I don't, I don't, time. Sus- I don't subscribe to that. <laughs> but that's what bothered me the most is just seeing that video. <laughs> 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 what the fuck is he talking? But yeah, on the I'm serious note, just seeing them on the video, just not giving a fuck about that dude. Um, I it, still have never seen the video. It really bothered me. Yeah, I haven't um, seen the. I haven't seen video. the video. I never watched. I watched it. it. I watched it when it first dropped, and it, it it's been bothering me ever since. You know since. the crazy thing, just like Rodney was saying, when I first saw the video, it, I was I scrolled right past it. Cause I'm like, fuck, another yeah. shit mm-hmm. happened. I'm not even gonna look at it. And then it got the the traction that it that they wanted. And I was like, well, let me just glance and see what what's really happening. And then literally, what I saw was he said, "I can't breathe," and the guy was like relax and i was like i don't have time i don't have time for this and 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 that's another thing i people always say you know it's really hard to see but we need it to be seen because blah blah blah. and i'm like don't i 30 percent agree with what you're saying and then the 70 percent is like aren't y'all tired of seeing black people be murdered publicly and then plastered on all News platforms, social media platforms, just scrolling, 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 scrolling. So like, y'all don't get tired of that. I don't get record, that point. Don't record me dying, bro. At all. I, don't I get want that point, but I mean, I like, that's going to get the media's attention, international attention. Like, even though we have a poor ass president that doesn't give a damn about black people at all, I feel like it's getting it out there so people can see it and people can step up and do what they need to do. I mean, if th- if that video was not taped mm-hmm. and we had not seen that, none of this discussion would be going on right now i agree that's not you true know? mike I, brown wasn't taped or the other ones mike brown taped. was taped mike brown was the one that was running who, and got killed right in who the wasn't the it street, was right who wasn't no it wasn't taped trayvon was trayvon, taped. trayvon wasn't, wasn't taped, taped. Uh-huh. but freddie graves wasn't taped so i think it might not have happened right now but i think it would have gained the attention it might have taken a little so. bit of time. I mean, but it's happened before. There have been murders that haven't been taped, and we've still gotten the outrage, like Trayvon Martin's. That's really started this new But wave. you know what? Really? That's why the outrage... I mean, the outrage was great. I mean, it was good for Trayvon, too, but 
it was like a hearsay th- type thing with that, which I know, you know, that mm-hmm. George yeah. did that for sure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let but, me say he did. He did that. You shit. know, Whatever people really like, you know, they kind of probably like brushed it off. They was like, well, we don't really know, you know, what really happened. But, now but his, this his is in the visible. His case wasn't if he did it or not. His case was the. It was more justified. so to stand your ground. Well, yeah, yeah that was, was about the law, but it was that wasn't a police officer. That he did it. Yeah, so. he was a, yeah. It was but a, fuck him though. Yeah, because I mean, like, even in this case, like people were there, so they, I mean, they had witnesses. And I'm not saying like I get, like I said, I 30 percent understand. Like it's good to have those tapes because it shows what really happened. Mm-hmm. But how many times have we seen these tapes? Go to trial and then they're still like, mm, I don't mm-hmm. really, I'm not really the, the uh, district it. attorney yeah. for the area said that he was like, he made a comment saying how it's not enough evidence to charge him at the moment before they before they arrested him. But he made mm-hmm. that statement like it's not enough. What's what more evidence. evidence is needed though? They That's what he said. Time to make a statement. The police, the police department make a statement against it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Shout out to my friend Kiana. Kiana's in the background, y'all. Shout out to her. She's okay. No. I just, uh, yeah. It's just, it, I believe that the system needs to be changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can't, you can't be upset with a system that wasn't made for you. Exactly. So it just know. needs to be changed. You can be upset. You can be upset, can. but, but the police system is so based in like you gotta think about like the the real roots of the like police system and like the justice system is kind of it's like some slave shit. You really started yeah. to catch slaves. Yeah, you like really just trying to maintain the peace within certain communities that you feel like you really can't that you have to have dominion over for them to you know comply to your rules and regulations and things like that. So I don't think it's a uh, of course, I don't think the system was made for us to yeah, succeed in it. So now I think all of this stuff is happening now because we're evolving as people. And it's kind of like, well, really forget whatever that foundation was that y'all had for the police system. We're kind of going and doing our own mm-hmm. thing now. And then something that's been set for 400 and whatever, how many years with the police system being in place or that type of uh, policing system being in place and for black people to like, all of a sudden uproot that shit. They don't know how to react to it. They don't know what's mm-hmm. their best plan of action. So I think it's just continue to use force that they know they kind of have because it's not just physical force they have. Because if you, if you get arrested, and just to put numbers into play, if you get arrested and your bail is set at a certain amount and you don't have it, you in jail. Yeah. So mm-hmm. people don't want to, not only do people not want to die by the hands of police, of course, and like, how like George died, but people don't want to get stuck in that system of being in jail like Khalif Browder. Khalif yeah, Browder was stuck in jail for I don't know how long in solitary, Three finally years. got out and then couldn't Fucked handle it. Mentally. Committed suicide. That's yeah. like you it's more than just people not wanting to be killed immediately by the police. It's like once you get arrested, that's your family's foundation starting to crack at that second mm-hmm. imagine your dad's out or like a father's out there he gets arrested well your father might be or your mother might be the breadwinner of the family well now we don't have the money for the rent mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. we are out on the streets or living with somebody we're not supposed to live with and then that just trickles down to other parts of the family so i think is people aren't under they don't 
I think people are safe, feel safe with just recording because the more you step into it, the more you're like you're at risk of like the more this shit happens to you. Have, have with it. Absolutely. And but like, but I happen. still stand by. Don't record me dying, bro. Don't. Yeah. I, because if you see the George recordings, it's like four different angles. Okay, I get four of y'all because y'all want to see it, but and it shouldn't crazy. be a thousand people out with their phone. Somebody has to take that, and I understand that risk is heavy because, like, like you said, that's putting that responsibility on yourself. But, bro, don't. Don't record this man's like like knee on my neck, and you don't. You gotta throw something at him. You gotta call. You gotta do something. I don't care if you throw your phone at him, and it causes him to get up. I don't care what you do. Just do something to get him off of me, please. Yeah, something. That, that's a big risk, though. Like it is. It's a hell of a risk. I mean, but, but like I would when I was watching the video, I'm just like, why wouldn't you like you know just y'all can like they ambushing the police now. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't y'all just do that then? But then, on the other side, I'm like, if I was in that situation, like, what would I do? Like, would I be afraid or would I go for it? I would absolutely be afraid. I don't think I would have rushed him myself. Mm -hmm. I probably would have thrown something. Of course. Or something. But I'm definitely not recording what's happening. No, I don't think I I don't think my my initial reaction would be to. I don't think my first thing would be that. Like, yo, stop what you're doing. Yo, get your knee off his neck. Yeah. That's and I'm very not true. What happened and what they were doing because that's a state of shock. And when anxiety kicks in, people's bodies freezes, and people don't understand how strong anxiety can take. Absolutely, absolutely. So in that instance, the fact that they were, oh, the fact that they were able to record and to at least get that his face out there was something was a blessing because if they weren't there. We, that man would have just been dead and would have been a whole nother yeah. statistic again and again and again. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's always like a, and it, it sucks that it's always That's a, a double-edged sword. Da- yeah, damn if you do, damn if you don't situation with us. And it and it's hard to get everybody on one accord. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. As we can see right now with the, you know, like you said, with the leader thing. So. But yeah. African-Americans have so many problems against them. Some mm-hmm. people might have might feel something is higher than the other thing. Mm-hmm. So for some people, police brutality might not be that thing. It might be economic freedom, yeah. or mm-hmm. it might be whatever school systems, or and even, whatever even it with is. that. I mean, I think a lot of us pick and choose like which causes we're gonna go for because, like we were just discussing before the podcast with um, Tony McDade, the trans man who was murdered. Like a lot, we haven't really heard his name. Yeah. And so, you know, I think it there's definitely layers to, um, you know, who we fight for and how we fight. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I don't feel like any one way we respond is better than the other. I do think there's ineffective ways and effective ways. But because of the nature of the, the situation, I, I don't feel comfortable just telling somebody this is the wrong way to go about this because mm-hmm. I'm not the one that's on the front line. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've never been that person, and I'm not afraid to say that because when growing up and when stuff like this happened, everybody in my family was like, "Yo, ass better be in this fucking house. You are not going out there. Mm-hmm. You are not putting yourself at risk. You are right. staying in the house." Right. Mm-hmm. And this past week, I almost had to go out there, and I didn't want to, but it was to protect the people that I love, and and even those people didn't even want me to go out there, and so it was it it's. A damn if you do, damn if you don't situation. And I commend those people who are are out there 
who have the who have the bravery to be out there and who's with the shits because that's another thing like when you're protesting you need to be with the shits that means if some shit go down you need to be down with what what, what goes down it takes a lot of courage it takes a lot of courage because you'll see a lot of people who will march and when shit get crazy, they're like, oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, okay, let, me go. Go. let me go. Let me go, let me go. And it's like, nah, back then, you gotta be here. they was with the shits. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to admit that you're just not with the shits. I don't think it's an issue for that. Because a lot of people aren't with the shits. A lot of people who were out there marching are not with the shits. When when they started throwing tear gas and stuff, they it's time for bounced. Me to go home. Bounced. And I said, I get that too. I don't mm-hmm. fault them for that. But when you're talking about effectively protesting first, you need to, if you're going to peacefully protest, there needs to be a solution or an end goal. Who are you going to march to? Who are you going to talk to? I, I commend um, uh, the protest that I saw today in Norfolk where they were talking to the captain of the Norfolk police. I, I know they talked to the chief of police like maybe yesterday or the day before, and I know that it wasn't the outcome that they wanted, but they were in his face. They brought the problem to the the police. Right. They brought the problem to them effectively, and so I I I just want people to know like this this is not no. It's not for the faint of heart. It's definitely not for the faint of hearts, and that's why heart. I know it's that not. I have people depending on me, and I just can't be out there with the. I'm ready to die for this shit because yeah. I have people depending on me and uh, they have people depending on them too. So right. I think it's important for us to know like where our place is when it comes to the fight. Yeah. And we don't all have to be on the front lines and we all aren't on the front lines. So yeah. I don't think it, we should be, you know, criticizing people for, you know, their way of protesting. Yeah. I mean, I think that's ineffective. Right? I just feel people like are like, don't do employees. this. Like, yeah, don't do that. Like, yeah, that's ineffective. Like, don't tell me what I can and cannot do. Like, if I'm if I'm sending petitions out and, and putting money towards people's bail and stuff, that's effective too. If you are protesting with the intent to go to the police and, and express your concerns and try and figure out a solution with the police, that's effective too. You posting pictures of you... With your fist up and you go home. Not effective. This is not effective. I mean, it's effective for likes. I mean, that's facts. You have those people who march. There's some people that are going out there and are are fucking posing, and that's my issue. That's what I saw, too. You know, like, what I'm saying, like, you going out there to protest, like, you out there with your fist up, you posing with suits and shit on, and, you know, like. I seen that video. It was like. It had to be like sixty black men walking down like these steps. Right? steps. Were they, pro- were they protesting? That wasn't a That's protest. That's an old video. That's an old video. Because I was video. hoping there wasn't. Oh, like yeah, my man, my man had an ascot on. But nah, if you he think didn't, about he it, with the, with the Selma march, they were dressed up, and I think that was purposeful. That's that how they dressed back then too. But it was purposeful though, you know. And so I think when you when you talk about like how people are supposed to be dressed and. Like effectively, because a lot of people who were looting, I'm not saying don't loot, but you're making yourself very identifiable when you don't have on your mask. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole nother issue. And please but, don't wear your Greek letters when you go in the store to loot, please. That's not a good idea. And don't pose for the news camera, please. <laughs> please. She was wild out. <laughs> she was doing too much. Can you talk to me making you like feel like Yes. Right. Yeah. 
Because I think people are angry and they're just angry with the police. And I'm not saying that it's wrong to feel like that because I definitely have like a fuck 12 aspect of rage towards the police. Yeah. But at the same time, fuck if 12. I get yeah. if I get stopped by the police, it's not fuck you, bitch. Mm-hmm. I don't fuck with. No, it's. I'm trying to need? save myself. What you need? Hands Boom, on the wheel. Hands on the wheel, my nigga. Boom, because I'm trying to get home. And I I'm, really think people don't tell the, their 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 kids that at home because if you see a lot of the videos of you know people when they get pulled over they already on ten when they're already pulled over like what you pulling me up like just people forget the police have a job to do that's true and at the same time it doesn't give the police the right to shoot yeah or it doesn't it doesn't, right. it doesn't, it doesn't but I'm also not adding fuel to the fire don't add fuel to the fire because that's gonna get you killed especially if you're a black I'm man. not or black it man. Should, fuel to the fire. I mean those are circumstantials it's an issue it's a huge problem yeah because they already like they already have the, the police have this mentality like when I walk up to this car they're gonna be afraid of me so you I don't even to, have, have to, to put the pressure on them. Yeah, I could just be like, "What's up?" And then you, it could go one of two ways. It could be the super compliant person, or it could be the, the, the radical room, person. Yeah. Either way, they ready to fucking shoot if they mm-hmm. really want to shoot. Yeah, regardless of right, both of those people get shot. Right. So I'm not even saying one is better on than day. the other. I just know for me, I'm not gonna be the one to argue with the police if I get stopped because I want to make it home. And that's the problem is, is that even though you know you're not going to be that way, like you're not going to be, you know, extra or yelling, you could be as polite as you want. And you still, could, and still have that fear, like, I don't know what's going to happen. If you're black. You know what I'm saying? If you're black. That's because white people get away with that shit. And all four of us, we, I know for a fact, all five of us went and, you know, go from a 10 as soon as we got pulled over. No. But we're still going to be nervous at the end of the day because we're black. So... That's just a fact. Last time I got, last time I got pulled over was a black cop. It was, he had to be probably like in his mid forties or something like that. And when I looked at him, I I know he saw that look in my eye, like mm-hmm. bro. I I said to him, and it's funny. I was like, bro, I'm just trying to, you know, what home. what do you need? My my stuff is right here in the glove box. It was dark. I was like, bro, I can turn the light on. I was like, what do you like? I'm moving slow, bro. What do you need me to do so that I can just get home and lay back down but he was he was a nice he was a he was doing his job pretty well and i saw this interview the other day and it was talking about how people say they are that there are good cops and the guy that was doing the interview he made he made a point he was like he was like he doesn't feel like you can be a good cop because a cop in itself is not a good role it's not like a yeah that's true he said the the body of police of like what the cops are under that umbrella is not a good place it's not a good umbrella it's not a good position he said you could have good people who happen to be cops he was like but you really can't have a good cop because the job duties of a cop and how they're being you know displayed and and demonstrated is not a positive outlook so he was like does he know good people yes i know i know personally myself I know good people who are cops. Mm-hmm. Do I think they're good cops? I can't. I can't like yeah, label you as a good cop because a cop to it's me is not a. Bad. It's in. It's inevitably you're gonna think every time you see a cop. And me and my friends from high school used to joke about this. Every time you see a cop on the interstate, immediately you think you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could be driving 55 with the cruise control on and a 55 limit. All your lights work. Your registration is good. Everything. Your phone is in the back seat. As soon as you see that cop on that interstate, 
you like, oh shit, let me slow and down. And that's for everybody. And I think, and I think that like that initial like reaction to seeing the cops is for everybody, and not just black people. But I think nobody wants to get stopped by the cops. Nobody. No. So it's like when they see the cops, they're like, okay, let me. That'll ruin myself. your day. Yeah, absolutely. It would ruin anybody's day. It's just when it happens, it's a completely different outcome from white to black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, but but like you said, like the the word cop or the word police or the police system is just has a negative connotation because of the negativity. That overpowers the good that they may do. Not that I know, because I don't see it. But I, I don't think that you know every cop is a bad person. No, but no. I mean the out the bad outweighs the good in in the and public. It's, and it's not even a close, like, not even a close margin at all. So you can't be upset. I mean, you 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 really can't. If you are if you are a cop, you cannot be upset. Or you cannot be shocked that when you go into these neighborhoods for whatever reason you're going into the neighborhood for, that people are not fucking with you. Yeah, you cannot. Be, you can't be surprised that people don't fuck with you. So when you when we talk about you know the protesters wanting change for the training that the the police officers get to help them better police these neighborhoods. They're going to have to know that they're going to have to put in extreme work to gain the trust of the community that they're supposed to be policing because it hasn't been shown. It okay. hasn't. It, I, I know I've never seen it. No, nah, I think and it's, it goes back to, like you said, the like you alluded to, the recruiting process for police officers yeah. is you have to not just look at, you know, every job gets a simple background check, this little ten dollar money order you attach to your application and they send it off to some company and they say, oh, he has no felonies, no misdemeanors, whatever. You have to kind of, when you're, a, when you're, when you're asking yeah. people to protect or quote unquote protect and like police other people, you have to look at how their past interactions are with other people. Yeah. A lot of cops are people who, from what I can understand, a lot of these people need some type of power. It's mm-hmm. like people who have never been in power before, people who used to be bullied and things like that. You have to look at, and I know sometimes juvenile records, of course, by the law are, you know, concealed and you can't really get to it, but that's a real thing. You yeah. think about, think about the kids you, that, you know, people in your high school used to bully mm-hmm. and think about how many of them are like in the police force mm-hmm. or in the military or in things like that. And these people are the people you are entrusting to protect your assets and your life and things like that. But yeah. These people are people who've been bullied their whole lives, and now you give them dominion over everybody that has been, you know, uh, acting towards them in a negative way. You have to really, like you say, you have to kind of dig deeper for certain positions. Not every job should just require a little BS background check. Yeah. It, it shouldn't be the same background check for you to work at, like, McDonald's and then for you to be a no, police officer. No, man. That's, no, that's not, right. that shouldn't be equivalent. And I know probably it's a little more, it's a little deeper than that, but it shouldn't be that close as to where you Mm -hmm. can go straight from, Mm -hmm. you know, being in this type of situation of you being like negatively like forced into certain things when you're a a child or when you're like a teenager. And then I don't even know the age limit where you can become a police officer. I I don't know the age, but with the military, you can go in the military at like 18. So you can literally be fresh off of being bullied your senior year in high school. Yep. And say, well, let me go join the military or let me go join the police force. And now you're like, bro, that's not stuff you've healed from. Right. That you need to you need to heal from this before you try to go be uh, the 
police force is a people's person's job. Yeah. Like it's customer your, service. You're a customer service like person. Yeah. You are your job literally is That's to what it's supposed to be. It's supposed yeah. to be. You're literally supposed to if if you get a call, you go out, you investigate, you do this, you go into the neighborhoods, you say what's needed. You're supposed to do these things as most customer service people do. Now, how can you do that if you haven't healed from the things that have been causing you problems? And now people don't understand what triggers, not to go too deep into the mental health portion of it, but people don't understand how how easy triggers work for people it could be this guy bullied you in high school and now this guy has on the same shirt and you remember that shirt from that day that that boy beat you up in the bathroom Mm -hmm. and now your brain is just black and you're just like oh this or you see this type of person or you see even if you just have a skin a skin tone trigger like oh i got beat up by black people so now when i go into these black neighborhoods that i'm assigned to because i chose to be a police officer in a predominantly black city now I'm on edge, and now the police officer's anxiety is up. And in, in anxiety, you either you fight, flight, or you freeze. Most people, most police officers, is going to be a fight mentality. And it's not even like, uh, it's a lopsided fight because they have the dominion in that situation. Yeah. So I think it's definitely with, you know, asking, like Rodney said earlier, asking questions and, you know, you know rectifying your training methods. Also, amend your recruiting methods because you have to recruit people who, are at least halfway in a sound mind before they go and be police officers. And these police officers that are doing these things, they aren't old. These aren't people like 30 years in the game. These people are in their 40s. These probably people 10 to 15 years in the game. That's for a career. That's not that long. That's not that long. People usually retire. You're like halfway through at 15, 15 10 to 15 years. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, these are things you need to, first of all, get, get rectified at the beginning of their process and they should have ongoing trainings throughout their process of being a police officer. And you need to have them go like really sit down with somebody. And I know in police force and military and stuff like that is not looked at as a positive thing, but they need to sit down with somebody and process some of these things. Some of these things. They said the guy that uh, police officer that killed um, George had 18 complaints right through that, through his district, you had 18 complaints and nothing Y'all didn't think to like, oh, let me not put him in this like hostile of a situation. Right. That's 18 complaints, bro. If you get 18 complaints at your job, you're gone. Yeah. And at any, any job. Any job. Yeah. 18 complaints, you are gone. And that's the issue. He should have been gone. He should have been gone. That's, or at least rectify the situation. They like should have said talking to somebody and things of that nature. That, something. that needs to help. He's he a, obviously is a fucking racist. So. I mean, yes, also that. But at the same time, it's like if you have a job, then you need to have some type of mental health mm-hmm. break or check in, especially being a cop. You know what also disturbed me is that they used to work together. Yeah, they said, they used, that? They yeah. said they George to and the police officer used to work together at the at a doing club. security oh, really? for yeah. a long time. Yeah, yeah, seventeen. So that's kind of so like known him. You so know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like iffy to me. That's like. what I'm saying. It's a trigger, bro. You don't have. That's something that he could have had that disdain for George yeah. for a long years yeah. ago, mm-hmm. and yeah. now he saw this opportunity. Like, boom! This is this, is, go, it. this yeah. is my window. This is my window. They saw mm-hmm. the video of him getting beating George up in the back of the car, mm-hmm. and then George got he got out of the other side of the car, and then yeah, that's when the out. process of him, you know, getting, getting on to the, the ground, ground and stuff like that. But they were beating him up inside of the car and then he got out the other side of the car so when i heard that i was like that's kind of eerie like something 
Yeah, right. like it very well mm-hmm. could have been a situation where some shit happened back then where they was working together. Exactly. And he's held that. And when he found out that he was being sent to wherever and it was George, he's like, all right, well, shit, come on. Cause let's I get it done. Are there usually four it's officers wild. in those type of situations? Sometimes. I know usually you have a car pull up and then I've been pulled over for regular traffic stops and then another car will pull up and that's fine. I, I understand. I don't get it. But, that but that's two and two. It's for, it's for safety. That's true, though. You have the weapons. You have way more, more weapons than me. And you're a grown man. That's facts. I Is remember that- I got stopped, and there was like four or five police officers surrounding my car. And was that excessive? Absolutely. But that's how they operate. Yeah. I shouldn't have to be afraid of, like, and now we were talking about it earlier or yesterday and we we're talking about like us going out there to protest and i'm like nah this is not me and like you said mm-hmm. my mother is the same way she's like look i understand what your friends got going on with that protesting and all that but my mom got two boys and she's like look i'm not losing one of y'all to some to some bs out at these protests she was like y'all yeah. can find an find an alternative way to affect change but with me now, of course, I'm an adult now, so I do make my own decisions. But it's still that that you know mother's voice in my yeah, yeah, in the yeah. back of my mind, like, oh, now I get what she's saying. When I was younger, I would be upset because I'm like, I don't. Why can't I go out there? It's like the cool thing to do. Yeah, is to go out there and protest with your friends. Yeah, it's like your friends out there. Why can't I be out there? Mm-hmm. But now I get it. I understand. Like, oh, I see why she was doing that, and now it's your to be a grown man and to think about it and mm-hmm. from think about it on our own saying like damn i could really be a target yeah. at this protest Absolutely. and i could really be because really if anybody knows me i'm not the person for like the center of attention and the yelling and all of that stuff at the cops i'm not i'm not doing all of that yeah, if i'm out there to protest man. i'll have my mask on and probably a hat and then just and be out can. there with the people but Anything can be misconstrued at that time. Yeah. Somebody throws something and I'm just the person that happens to be looked at at that time. And he's like, well, get him. I'm like, well, shit, yeah, bro. Well, I, was, I was just standing here. Yeah. But because of my, just because of my appearance, it's kind of like, damn, I could be targeted. So for me, with the protesting and all of that, I knew from jump that it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. I know, yeah. and it's for multiple reasons, but that being the main reason, like, I know how cops operate growing up in a predominantly black area for like the majority of my life, I know exactly how cops operate. And then I know it from the other side from going to school in a predominantly white area and how I'm viewed as, you know, if it's 10, if it's 10 people and it's nine white boys and it's just me, I'm still going to be the first person looked at. Yeah, like I completely so. understand that concept of like, that's how cops usually think in certain situations. So I know me being at the protest, that just wasn't going to be a thing for me. I just knew that from jump because I know I can't put myself at that risk of being like, oh, well, he said it. Go get him. It's like, nah. And then you have no say so in that moment. That's yeah. not like the court of law where you could, you know, do you want to uh, do you want to question this witness type thing? Nah, that's just you against the powers that be yeah. in the street. And I'm like, I'm not I'm not comfortable putting myself out there, but I applaud the people who do. And like you said, I'll probably the people who do it and are actually doing it. 
Not the people going out there right, to pose right. for the picture and then go home. Right. I yeah. applaud the people on the main on the front lines of this epidemic that we're going through. I applaud you because mm-hmm. I hope you have that understanding that I do that it's this could be you and you come to terms with it. Yeah. And Absolutely. it's 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 definitely something you have to come to terms with if you're out there. Yeah. So I definitely commend those. You're the representation of that person. Those black men, I applaud you for being out there. If you're actually doing what you're supposed work. to do, but if you out there just being just to be seen and just to post a picture and all of that, and promoting what you have going on too, please don't. Yeah, don't all go right. out there with go your business your car. cards go and your, your t-shirts. Don't, bro, don't do that. Don't and don't try to sell me something when I'm out there. Oh, don't. I got this mask. I got this. Don't sell me shit, bro. Like, and don't th- do that. I think it's important. Yeah. It's not. It's this not. is not a networking event, like. and this is not a reason for you to get out of the house because you've been stuck in the house because of COVID. So, and and that's what I was going to talk about. Like, even though I I agree with shit needs to be shit needs to be happening because of this, but it's also a pandemic out here, yes. and I've seen way too many people just like fuck it, I ain't wearing no mask. Fuck twelve, and it's just like. No, I mean, I want you to fight, but I also want you to come home without a disease. Because like, y'all people have kids, bro. Yeah. And some people have their kids out there. I, I've seen videos of kids out there, and they're like, oh, the kids need to know what's going on, blah, blah, blah. Now, pepper spray getting and pellet, pelleted with, with, with rubber bullets and shit. And it's like, I understand you want your your child to understand the severity of what's going on, but I'm—I promise you, my child would not be out there. No, not even not close. at all. Because if something happens to my child while I'm out there, I basically sacrifice my child. Basically, it's on you. And pop- it's, and that's on me. Definitely. And I'm gonna carry that my entire life. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that. I don't want that. I want to see my kid grow up. Exactly. And I think that's all of our goals. But I'm not going to willingly put my child in harm's way. But the thing about some of the young children. Is- Mm-hmm. Are trying to get the word out for their young friends and for older people too. Yeah. So for those kids, like they can be involved, but they also have to understand you're putting yourself in a very adult situation. Very true. And I think they can be involved from afar because it's nothing like my niece is seven. I'm pretty sure she can go on TikTok or Instagram or whatever and find a video. And if she mm-hmm. has a social media platform, she can repost that video. She could say, "Hey, Uncle Rod, I want you to come help me shoot this little video while I'm talking. I will do all of that for you." But for you to think you can be out there on the front lines, you you he must not know me if you think I'm let you be not. out there. And I think it's important. Like you've seen kids like at City Hall talking to like city officials. I will I will help my child come up with some statements to say to city to the city officials. Like I just want you to know that this is affecting the children too. But you're not standing in front of the fucking police. No, you're mm-hmm. not doing that. They don't have that. Period. They're, you're not doing that. And I don't care how, what anybody feels about that. I don't think nobody's kids should be out there. You yeah, know, you can do what you want with your kids. But no kids should be out there. No kids should be out there. Because it's a risk. Like if Rodney any, was saying, if any kid should be out right. there, if it's, if it's acceptable at, at any rate, maybe a teenager, maybe a high schooler, maybe. I mean, when I think but about still. the civil rights during that time, they were marching like kids were marching. But it was a different and time, though. And they were yeah, their their, prote- their protests were different. Like, like we like now we're saying it's so unorganized and stuff. Like their protest was peaceful. They knew what they were going out there to do. 
I don't think they expected the police to beat the beat them up that bad at Selma. You know the Bloody Sunday thing. Yeah. I don't think they expected that. They, but that's what I think about you know? when, I, when I think about Ultimate Protest. I think about Bloody Sunday. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, they were kids out there. They were yeah, like, they were kids. Children. And it might not have been like they might not have thought, oh, it's gonna get to. Yeah, this. they didn't think that. Okay. But that's another thing. Like, but I would have not have know. my kids out there. It was a risk, though. Because it was a risk. Because mm-hmm. of there's because that risk is so you know heightened. Yeah. I would not have my kids out there in the '60s North now. Nah, like yeah, I was generation, yeah, right. And so, and I think it's important to to know where your role is in this fight sure. because. I want to stress, there are a lot of people who are marching who are not with the shits. They're just not. They're not with the shits. They are there because they know that they want something to happen. They want they want to be change. a part of something. And I understand that wholeheartedly. Of course. But explore your options. Because when shit yeah. goes down, down, where are you? Are you with the shits? Are you like, okay, boom, this shit over. That shit was crazy. Like, I don't know about that. And then you home. And, I, and like I said, I don't blame you for feeling that way either. But know yourself before you go out there. Yeah. Because it's because anything can but happen. That's not, but, but those roles aren't as sexy. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't yeah, look. A, they don't that. look cool. I don't. But, but, like, right. but, but this is not a thing to be cool about. When I say cool, I'm saying that from the aspect of actually being a part of the change. Yeah, yeah. They don't feel like they. They are part of the change if they if they sign up petitions or if they're donating money and all the different stuff. And that's when that's society's fault for feeling because you get judged by people who are like, "Oh, y'all motherfuckers not out there and blah blah." blah. And then my thing is like, "Well, what what's the end goal? Where, where are we marching to? What what are we going for?" When I think about and that, when you can't tell me that. It's just like, well, then no. I'm why not are you out here? <laughs> like, no way, should be at right, home. What's your point for being out here? When I think about that, I think about Sammy Davis Jr. It's during the time when Sammy Davis Jr. was alive and very at the height of his career was during the civil rights era, mm-hmm. and he was actually the he's the person who's given the most money to the civil rights like cause. But he was called Uncle Tom because he didn't uh, march with Martin Luther King, or he didn't go to like Malcolm X rallies and things of that nature because he was with Frank Sinatra in Vegas, living supposedly that good life, but. There was racism going on there. He still was a part of the fight from afar. Yeah, and I think people need to understand that too. Like you can, there's different ways to fight, and you need it to is. know your role. Right. I think that's and I very think, important. And if, you know, fuck people's opinion on what your role is. I'm not judging nobody very true. for how they're fighting. And mm-hmm. like I saw somebody on Instagram say earlier, like just because you don't post everything that you see regarding this issue doesn't mean that you don't care. And the people that you see that's posting everything is not down for the shit for real. You know what? That I thought about that too. I'm like, maybe like me posting yeah. like my regular day stuff that I would normally post is like insensitive right now. And then I thought about it and I'm just like, well, why should I feel that way? Like, really? I don't feel like I have to post, you know what I'm saying? Like, why should I feel that way? Like, you know, just us hanging out, like, should I post that right now because of what's going on? Does that seem like I less care? But I feel like, you know, like, you're saying, like, it shouldn't matter because, you know, like, with even with celebrities, I saw Don on CNN, he was calling out celebrities that hadn't spoke out yet. They don't have so to. So do you, I was going to ask that question, do you guys think that I don't think celebrities they have to? Because I don't think they all, out, like, I don't think they have wrong. to. Not everybody is, like you said, not everybody is on the front line, and I don't think like you said, everybody has to pick their part of the fight. I don't think everybody's portion is to fight. I, mm-hmm. I think some Facts. people's stuff is 
behind the scenes. It's kind of mm-hmm. like how uh, Meek Mill was saying to change a little bit of the subject, but he was saying how like you know they started reform and stuff like that, and he was like, bro, I don't even want to be the face of reform. I just happen to be the person who got arrested. He was mm-hmm. like, there's he was like, it's not just me that started reform. He was like, there are ten plus lawyers and you know community partners that we have with reform he was like my face is just on reform because i had to go through this bs he was like there are people out here who these lawyers that we get you know these social workers that work with us you know these po's everybody that we have that you'll never see their face or their name you'll never like rodney was saying it's not a it's not a popular thing they're not on the cover of the book he was like i don't want to be the face of reform bro just let these people i just want to he said one of his goals is just to fund it he was like i have the money Mm-hmm. to get every he was like you know how much a lawyer costs per hour he was like i know my place is to fund this yeah. and to tell my story because i was technically incarcerated mm-hmm. he was like my part of the fight is not to be on the front line and he got you know criticized for it but he was like i really don't care what y'all think he was like, i just told y'all what i wanted to tell y'all yeah, he was like my thing is not to be he's like, i don't want to be the face of this and i understand him on that i would never want to be the face of something like this because I know mm-hmm. that's not me. It it's wasn't much pressure. God didn't put that purpose on me. He put that purpose on certain people. Yeah. Like how we talk about, you know, Dr. King is like one of the people that is like the most put the pressure on himself. Most looked at he got that that but that was something that he felt God put on his life mm-hmm. that he had to be the face. He had to be in the front for this because he knew that voice that he had. And of course, he, I'm pretty sure he knew the things that would come with it. Was Malcolm, with the shits. Malcolm X knew the things that would come with it. Yeah, like, absolutely. bro, Malcolm X in the house with the guns and everything. He was like, I know exactly what's coming. Malcolm X got, he got the uh, Nation of Islam behind him. He And he know that's a powerful force. Yeah. You know what comes with this. Yeah, niggas were people not aren't people aren't stupid. You and know I commend what comes with people it. who like do stuff behind the scenes and don't look for um, exactly. I would never for you know credit yeah. like today on the um I was on Instagram and the the mayor of Minnesota said that Jay Z personally called him. You know we didn't have to know that you know he mm-hmm. did that, but mm-hmm. the, the the mayor went about it himself to let us know that. But you know he personally called the mayor and you know said that he wanted you know something needs to be done and. Whatever he needs to do to help that, he will do it. So I mean, and Beyonce garnered like three hundred thousand signatures for a petition. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me what the petition was about. I, I don't remember what it was about. But she garnered mm-hmm. three hundred thousand petitions off of her video in like less than a day. Mm-hmm. Like the this is That's your platform. This using your platform mm-hmm. for good. And I don't think that I would rather not have celebrities speak on shit that they. Don't know educated about, educated about mm-hmm. because we've seen that in the past and it's fucked up people's shit. And like I'm not saying, and, and I'm all for some some dumb shit, you know, being on social media because we all laugh at it, just for or the whatever. Laugh. But like, if you, I don't think that anybody should feel pressured by anyone to speak nah. up. You know, obviously, some people would love to hear like their favorite rapper or their favorite singer. Or their favorite celebrity speak about and be in uh, agreement with their opinions. I do think that you know that's something pretty normal. You know, we want to we want to think that everybody that we stand for is for the causes that we are mm-hmm. for. But hopefully, th- hopefully, but if they're not educated, and they're not up on what's really going on. I would rather you just not speak. And people, yeah. not, but mine's is mine is kind of opposite. I think they. Sh- I think there's certain. Athletes that should, I don't think all 
Like the major people, right? Like the people, major like, people, like LeBron. But he's going to speak out either way. Yeah, I hear that. but e- but even with that, like I think because African Americans touch so many adjacent cultures, I feel like those people kind of it's necessary. We implore them, them, so they should help us with our mm-hmm. our um, fight for whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I think they should. But for some people, talk about like. I'm not talking about politics. I just rap. Like I think that's a cop out. And that's, like there's I, stuff that's, that's going ignorant. on. Like that, yeah. this is not even really politics related. Like this is just like real life shit. Yeah, so yeah, right. honestly. And I've seen people of like celebrities, people of color, that's been saying some very ignorant shit. Yeah, like some ignorant shit. Like I can't believe you're saying this. Like you're gonna tell people how to protest and. You know, like be Simone. What would Jesus do? Like, what, what do you mean? What he would Jesus protest. do? <laughs> he would protest. Like, what do you mean? I think, right. he was, I think he was the most popular protester. What would you that, mean? Uh, like, what do you mean by had. that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, that that stuff. That's the stuff that bothers. You me. heard Little Wayne saying that we're part of the problem. Like he said some ignorant stuff like that, and I'm just like, bro, I don't really fuck with Lil Wayne like that. Yeah, I was disappointed in hearing that. Yeah, you had talking about Gucci crying about the Gucci she store. Crying. She's what? fucking insane. She's dumb she as like tiny. She's tiny friend. She and she's hair. also fucking insane. Yeah. So, so and like these are the things, and it's and like I said, you know, people want their faves to, you know, be down with their causes, but. I would much rather them just not say it. If you're not educated on it, don't say nothing at all. Yeah, just don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Should you be educated on it? Of course. But just don't say nothing. And even if you are and you can't articulate the point, point, then just don't say anything. But you have, but you got people that. Like a press release or something. That's what I'm saying. You got press, you got um, public relations people that that work for you that should put some stuff out. Even if it's very ambiguous, at least it's something. I think like that, Michael Jordan said, "God damn, this is wrong." Like, come on, like yeah. this is just bad. But, I, but just personally, I just feel like I don't think I should have to say no. anything. But I feel like that's inherent. No, being a black, being a black superstar, I feel like that's inherent. Now it, I get why he has to be our role model. I just wanted to do. I wanted to make music, or I wanted to just. It depends on the. It depends on what. What they're doing, like no. if I'm a singer, I didn't ask to be your role model or your kid's role model. That's fair. Now, if I'm with the shits, and nah, then if I I'm Jesse Jackson, what the fuck mm-hmm. is Jesse Jackson? Where's Tyler Perry at? Because I feel like Tyler Perry says some stuff. Where's, I seen Al Sharpton on the front, but I ain't, I don't never know what Al Sharpton done anyway. So where's Oprah? He ain't really do nothing. They don't really do shit. Where's Oprah? <laughs> but my That's thing true. is, and I think she it's or house I think it's um, Oprah. Two things that I think I think one it's the presence of these people alone. I think it does it does some good. If you're present, like I seen the picture of J Cole and Dennis Smith. Dennis Smith is mm-hmm. an um, NBA player. I think he currently plays for the Knicks. They both are from Fayetteville, and they both were at the Fayetteville protest. Yeah. Not making statements, not you know putting out songs, uh, you know doing Instagram live and none of that. They're literally. Just, just there. at the protest, there. and you can't miss them because they're both six four. And yeah. you really, you people know who J Cole is. You might overlook Dennis Smith because I definitely did because you're not, you're not. But privy, I knew, I knew who he was. But you're I not really privy to Dennis Smith. It's not like like Cole and LeBron together, right? It's like them being there alone. I think for the people in Fayetteville, it's kind of like all right, but I like I see you. Like if that shit happened here, I would expect Missy Elliott to be here. 
If you, that's I, what I'm saying. But no, I don't yeah, expect her to say thing. anything. But you expect her to be amongst the I, people. I expect her to at least have. If she want to say something, say something. If you want to be there, be there. I don't think you really obligated have to do anything. You I just like think you should. Yeah. I think it, I think it'll be great if because I don't think J Cole had to go to Fayetteville. I don't no. think that's because it it's not something that happened in Fayetteville. Does he live there? I was going to no. ask that. He I probably think flew in the interview. There. He said he lives in another part of Carolina. So, but okay. I'm like, if it's I'm not. I don't. I don't think you're obligated. And I think LeBron found his lane too. You said it about LeBron speaking out. I think LeBron's change is a little. It's kind of off course with this, but it's also kind of in line because somebody has to take care of these kids. You gotta build the future. Somebody got to take care of these kids. LeBron got this school that is like I think is the second one of the one of the best things happened to this country in a long time. Right. Yeah, His definitely. test scores for the kids they say have gone up ninety nine percent. That means every kid but probably one has has passed every test that they've been given that they've previously failed. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. LeBron's I promise school does what I think that's his change method. I don't right. think LeBron needs to be but he spoke on out the front though. line. And he does speak out. He'll and he'll does he'll do stuff like, like the NBA does and stuff like that. Even Kaepernick's kind of mode of change has altered because it's not like I haven't seen him out in the protest and all of that, but he has said, okay, everybody that's been arrested, I'm gonna pay for the lawyers in Minneapolis. Kaepernick's right. probably that's, over it. That's and it you know the 49ers donated money to the cause. Fuck them. And they're like and people are like, okay, wait Fuck a minute. So crazy. if y'all gonna y'all really blackballed him for being for telling y'all this four years ago, and now y'all gonna donate money to this cause. Don't try and to NFL. don't try to sweep cap shit under the rug. We still at your neck for this cap shit. But now y'all are like, okay, now I'm I'm pretty sure I, there's somebody in that front office like, damn. I get it. I get what he was saying. I should have listened. Like, damn, this yeah. is this is what the fuck he was saying. And all and all his black ass was doing was kneeling. He didn't. He didn't he, say he shit. He was sitting down he first. Harm, he literally just sat the sat fuck down. down. He didn't harm nobody. He didn't curse nobody out. All he and, did was kneel, and, and the whole world uh, got mad. Uh, and now what, they're like, "You think that that was wrong?" I do think. No, it's not that it was wrong. It's just Kaepernick is just a different. It's just different. But yeah, um, what were you saying, Jabbar? Well, no, I'm saying like I like for these celebrities like. Like Kaepernick, perfect example. I don't think Kaepernick expected to become no. this person <laughs> of social injustice. He was just like, I don't, I'm just not standing for the national anthem because I don't believe in that shit. And he became this the face. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm, and I'm, I think he's embraced it to a certain extent now because it's like you can't run away from it. Yeah, you can't get away. Yeah, yeah, you can't get away from your identity. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it has become your identity. But at first, I don't think anybody. I don't think most people want to be the face. But I feel like if you're the first one doing it, or if you're the most famous one doing it, it's going to be kind of hard for you not to be the face. But this would be the perfect time for him to speak up and say something. I don't think so. I don't think this is. I don't think that's his place. I think he said enough. I think his his three Uh, years, his three to four years of going through this. I think to keep making him. Like forcing him to be that front runner, I don't. I think if he wants to, then that's fine. Yeah. But it's and it, even when you say like he's the first person to do something, it's not like Kaepernick was as famous as like Tom Brady 
he's not like the LeBron James of football. He was Colin Kaepernick, which is he's a he was, he was a, a good, great he was quarterback. A good, I wouldn't call him great quarterback, but he did he was decent. He did lead them. He led them to the, to but the. But he wasn't. But you get what I'm saying. He's not the Michael I mean, Jordan not of Michael the Jordan NFL. Not he guy. wasn't even the best black quarterback in the NFL. No, he won't. So I'm like, I don't think he was the best biracial quarterback I, in the NFL even, at the time. It's like, it's not like he was like Russell Wilson out here kneeling. Russell Wilson's the best black quarterback in the NFL. So it's not like Russell Wilson's out here kneeling. It's not like at that time, at that stage, Cam Newton was an MVP candidate. It's not like Cam Newton was out here kneeling. And Cam Newton is known for being the being in the headlines for something in the NFL. Kaepernick right. was uh, technically a backup quarterback that got his shot and did what he needed to do. I mean, but Kaepernick he, was a backup quarterback. And at that point, he was already – he wasn't starting to decrease in playing time, but that definitely heightened it. Right. He's not like he was – it's not like – Jerry Rice and Emmett Smith and them going to take a knee. It's Colin Kaepernick. In ten years, kids are not gonna know Colin Kaepernick play football. Yeah, yeah. kids are gonna know Colin Kaepernick for kneeling. They're gonna see I mean, pictures. That's what, but that Tom not, does that all. But Tom, tells, but does that to all people. Our kids are gonna be born. Mm, they're gonna no, know who Michael Jordan I don't is. Agree with that, Rodney. Our kids I mean, are gonna be born. He's the greatest of all time. Like exactly. arguably, you're, arguably the greatest of all time. But you're making my point. Our kids are gonna know who LeBron James is. Well, our kids are not going to know player. who that Colin Kaepernick was an NFL football player. No, you no. might know that because you'll see his picture on the knee with the 49ers uniform on. But My you, thing is, he'll be like, looked at for this. If like, exactly. if like, I had a kid tell me they didn't know that Michael Strahan was a football player. They thought that's he was what I was about to the say. Morning news. That's what I was about to say. But Michael Strahan was one of the best defensive Strahan, tackles to ever play the game. The fe- one of the best defensive linemen ever. But there are like, some people out here who don't, don't know that. People are not going to know Kaepernick for a football player. Which means he doesn't, he's not the best. So I felt like him doing that, he wasn't trying to bring attention to himself. Now, if LeBron did some shit like that, if they play a national anthem and that white lady who's singing is tearing it up and he just go, oh, fuck it, I'm going to go sit in the locker room real quick. He knows that's going to bring that attention on him. But But LeBron's not going to get fired from it either. But I think because he's the best. That's that's a good (laughs) good point. In the NBA. That's a good point. You can't fire him. You can fire Cap. No, you can fire Cap. You can't fire LeBron. But. The NBA is Sir. way more lingered than the NFL. Sir, NFL even if Ray, so even if Ray Lewis did that, they you, you can't fire Ray Lewis. Yeah, you can. Ray Lewis, the best linebacker in the NFL. If they Tom were, Brady if, did if, it, they would if, if him. If Smith and all of them people did it during that time, they would have fired him. If you a black man with a gold jacket, which means the Hall of Fame for my people who don't watch football, if you a black man with a gold jacket, you yeah, yeah, and you yeah. do that, you're still gonna play. I don't believe that. Because even Eric Reed got another job. The guy who did the protest with Kaepernick, he has another job. Eli Harold got another job. Because yeah. he got cut from his team. He got cut from his team as he was protesting. He got cut, but now he, he has another job. So Eric Reed got a job. Is not if if you're the best player like LeBron does that, he knows he's bringing attention to himself. I don't think Kaepernick did that to say, "Oh, let me get this attention so then I can use my platform." You're already an NFL quarterback. I, I if you needed a platform, you could just use that platform. But, you have the forty. But that's what he did, though. Nah, I think he did that just to have a silent protest. I don't think he thought it would get that big, though. So. I don't think he did. I don't think that's intentional. Well, honestly, I don't feel like he started. He his intent was to like gain such a, a huge. He didn't following. need it. He just wanted to sit his ass down during the national anthem, and it just became that. And even to this day, he hasn't made like his organization is not about is not targeting social injustice. Like, oh, we need to do this because police officers are doing this. No, his thing is called the Know Your Rights Camp. So basically, it's just making sure that he educates people on their rights when it comes to, you know, like injustice and, you know, criminal law and things like that. His thing has his platform still is not fuck the police. 
is more so like, do y'all not see the shit that's going on? So since y'all gonna act like y'all don't see it, let me educate my people instead. So that when it happens to them, I know that they know how to react to these but, situations. But none of those people are really like the Ed Reeves, the Eli Harrells, all those different people. They're not F12. I think they were just like F the injustice that's going on. Yeah, Nobody is as radical as in, in um, I, well, I just think, I, Kyle Kaepernick, I just think is a, is a, is a different subject, but um, to go to the beginning point, I do think, I think as African-American successful people, mm-hmm. I think they have an inherited duty to help their community. I don't think so because I don't think I would if that's not what I'm what I've been raised on and that's some people are selfish motherfuckers. Some people that's really true. go get their money and that's all they've been taught. Some people grow up and we're five people who have you know have selfless mentalities and most of us work in selfless fields. So it's kind of like you really could we really could be doing something else. I tell people all the time I'm intelligent enough to do anything. It's just I chose to do I chose to be a therapist because I like that. I like that being my method of helping people. You were selfless people. There are people out here, and not to say any job does it more than anybody else, but there are people out here like, bro, I'm I'm in this for me. Like this is, I don't see no need to help no people in my community. I don't see the need to help anybody else. I'm in this life for me. And some pro, and pro athletes and famous people are just people. That's They're right literally the just day. people who have a God given ability or some type of. They've mustered up some type of ability to say to be able to make them a lot of money and get a lot of notoriety. But they're still normal people at the end of the day. They walk in shit just like we do. So I, I don't think it's a, um, our job to put so much stock in hell no. celebrities like in this area. You have Pharrell and and Timberland and Missy Elliott, Pusha T, Pusha T, and Teddy Riley. And those are just music artists, you know. And right, and those are just music artists. So like I sh- I shouldn't. If I was them, I shouldn't have to feel like, oh, I gotta do something because all these motherfuckers talking about, oh, what have you done for such and such and such and such and such. For some people, their experience from their hometown was shitty. Yeah, they don't they don't want to associate exactly with their hometown or whatever. I just feel like for the regular people, quote unquote, me, I'm not going to look at what Pharrell is doing for my community. I need to figure out what am I gonna do for my community because I'm still here. That's They're like, not here anymore. I'm still here. That's, that's like true. when people got mad. They were like, oh, Missy only gave 25000 I said, what the that fuck is, give anything. is 25000 $25, more than, than what they have Than what the city already <laughs> budgeted. More than you gave. Right. Exactly. Period. So I'm like, that's her that. way of giving. She doesn't have to be here. Missy has <laughs> enough money to say, you know what? I'm going to get $25,000 to Woodrow Wilson High School because that's the school she went to. Well, Manor High School, which whatever. We'll turn but into turn into Wilson High School. She chose to give that twenty five thousand there. She didn't have to get shit. That's true. Her ass could have gave a thousand dollars. I'm like, y'all divvy that shit up the way that y'all need to. Mm-hmm. That's but what she the Migos did. And Migos, Atlanta, that's a some school. Yeah, that's when they first. It's like a couple years ago. They gave a thousand dollars, and people was like, oh, y'all only give a thousand dollars. Motherfucker, I ain't have to give shit. <laughs> right. The I sti- take my fucking money back. And people criticize LeBron about the school to go back to that. They like, oh well, his school only services these kids. Motherfucker, the I didn't need to build a school. These are the, I chose to have the kids who are underprivileged and who have, you know, their grades and stuff are not the best. Their attendance and behavior is terrible. So let me build a school that where they can come and get everything they need in this one school. They get three, they get, I think they said two meals and a snack a day. Mm -hmm. They get, uh, they get after school activities because some kids, parents work till five. 
and they get like counseling in the school outside of the school counselor. They get like mental health counseling in the school. That's a great school. They get food. They get food. Parents get parent coaching. You get food to go home. It's like this, and this is like a public school. It's a great school. This is not a charter school, a private school. This is LeBron's way of making his change. I think, like Jabari said, we have to find the ways that we want to make change. And my thing is not protesting. I just know, like I said earlier, that's not me. Right. But I know with my my uh, chosen field of work, which is counseling, I could find a way to, you know, well, let me put out these mental health tips to help you get through this pan, through this uh, epidemic and this pandemic, because that still is going on. Yeah. Let me help you figure out, well, some people don't recognize what trauma really is. Some people can't identify triggers. You don't know how your body reacts when you have a when you're exposed to a trigger. Those are certain things that I could speak on that I don't need to protest. And if I need to go work with kids, some people's some people some kids are losing their parents to stuff like this, whether it's jail or being killed or whatever. These two people, these two men right here, work in the field of school counseling. When them schools open back up and all of this shit has gone on. Them kids are going to have to come to them like, oh, this is what I've been experiencing at home. My dad is going to jail because he got arrested at the protest or the police came knocking. We couldn't do nothing. It's that's something they're going to have to deal with. What what a hell of a first year. What a hell of a first year to be a counselor. (laughs) But that's the method of change that God has put on them. Everybody has to find their lane of change, even if it's not in your field of work. But, you know, your passion, if your passion is writing, you find a way to help. You know, people through your writing will help people express themselves because some people don't know how to express themselves through situations like this. So you find your, you know, you find your role in this and you take it. Not everybody, like we said, not everybody has to protest. Not know, everybody I'm has to give money. Not everybody has to speak. Some people are just, just going to sit back. If you, But I feel like if, if this, if these things play you, you should try to fight for it. That's, that's all I'm saying. And I just, I guess I was just taught that you got to help. Like that's just what it is. You don't have to be seen to help. You don't. That's true. All of that. All of that was (laughs) never seen. Right. We don't. We're not that type of people to be seen. Like you said, Tommy Davis Jr. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sammy Sammy Davis Jr. Not Tommy. Both of them. Who's Tommy Davis? That's Tommy Davidson. Davidson. All of those. He's a comedian. He actually does an impersonation of Sammy Davis. He does a very good. The whole family. Him and Marlon Wayans have good impressions of Sammy Davis Jr. I get what you got. The whole family. I do get what you're saying. So go ahead. No, I'm just saying, like you know, I like I said, I think it is important for us to do something. But I would much rather somebody do it. Because they want to do it and not because we're expecting them to do it. Because yeah. then it's disingenuous and then, is that a word? No. We'll go with it. Go it's disingenuous? No. It's, it's not right. It's, it's <laughs> not genuine. It's not genuine. And, you know, it, then it kind of loses its message. That's and, true. Yeah. So That's I would true. much rather them do it on their own merit and, and not because we want them to do it. Right. Like, nobody, I don't think anybody was looking for Pharrell to create. Uh, a festival to combat like the bullshit that was going on during College Beach Weekend. So he did it because he saw there was a need for a music festival in Virginia and it could help with the violence and shit that was happening during College Beach Weekend. And if y'all was gonna complain, y'all went out there when he was planting them, uh, planting that food at that school. Yeah, at elementary school. So don't, don't question what Pharrell was doing. It was more than just music. But, but those times like Missy Elliott, Pharrell, they all have served as role models for us to do whatever but we can for wherever we are. Absolutely, but you it's not to. their job to be our job. role models. Think about it. That that like I said, presence alone does a lot for a kid. You think of a lot of people, especially NBA players. Trey Young plays for the Hawks. He had a story 
And they were like, well, when did you know you found your passion for basketball? He was like, bro, I saw Kobe at a camp. He didn't even shoot a ball. He said, I just saw Kobe. And I was like, yo, I, I want to be him. I got to make it to the NBA. And then Trey Young eventually made it to the NBA Dude. and was Kobe, Kobe, rest in peace, was Kobe's, Kobe's daughter. That was his favorite. That was her favorite player. So I'm like, damn, that's, that's life full circle. Bro, yeah. you made me love basketball. And not even, like, when I saw you in person, it's like, shit. Like, damn, you, like, like we were talking about it not too long ago. Like, Michael Jackson was, like, a figment of our imagination because we, like, never really seen him in person. Right. But imagine, like, we saw Jay-Z at, at something in the water, and it's like, right. shit. Like, bro is, bro is real. Like, he he's, he's in the flesh. Like, we see these people. Like, y'all saw Obama y'all freshman year at, or your sophomore year at Norfolk State. That's, like, if you're really, if you're looking for some type of light, you're like, damn, I saw Barack Obama, like, in the flesh. Some people don't have to say shit. Like, if Beyonce would have walked out on that stage at something in the water, people would have lost their shit. She didn't have to perform. Yeah, I would have she walked out on that stage, people would be like, oh, shit, I saw Beyonce in the flesh. She could have hit a SpongeBob she, way and left. She could have really just walked out there and stuck her middle finger up. People would be like, damn, I, Beyonce flicked me off. Guys. Yeah, like, shit, I need to, I'm going to capture this. I'm about to cry. I, shit, nigga, I almost cried when Missy came out. I about to cry when Missy came out. So. And, I, and I, Missy, and, I, and Missy, my mom grew up in the same neighborhood. I, but Missy, to me, is still a superstar. Right. So, to, so to see, like, people that you admire up close, I think it's more than just them being vocal about things. I think some people just need to see it. Some kid somewhere saw J. Cole and Dennis Smith at these protests like, shit, he can rap and play, want to rap or play basketball, and he can... Do the shit for his community. Yeah. Some kids are think, oh, I just gotta play basketball. No, nah, then you research these people like, oh shit, J. Cole and Dennis Smith also have college degrees. It's like, oh shit, I don't have to I don't have to just do this way, do this this way. I can goddamn go to college and rap. I can go to college, play basketball, and actually finish. I can like get a degree. So it's definitely more than just, you know, what they say. I think it's them being present and them finding their change their methods of change and, you know, like you said, fighting that Fighting that cause, but the what we see is not the only fight. It's not the only fight. George being murdered and you know him, his physical leaving this earth is not the only fight in George's case. George has a family, bro, and he's one of his close friends is Stephen Jackson, a uh, ex NBA player. Yeah. He's like, bro, I'm tore up. He like, was crying on the joke. They because they're close. They, they not look just, alike too. Yeah. They, Are they not no, they're not blood related, okay. but they called each other. They called them. They called each other's twins because they, but they've known each other. So they that fight, that fight with George is not just with the physical. Somebody's gonna have to go and step in and say, "I need to help George's family," because George's, if he had kids or whatnot, or aunts and uncles, mothers, whoever, these people are suffering from this. So people have to find their way of change, and you know, you not perfect it, but you work at it. And you do that. Not everybody's going to be on the front line because it's not me. I'm not on the front line. I, and I'm not scared to say it. My mama always told me, you're not going to be out there in protests. So I've always found a way to make change a different way. Yeah. So what do you think, if you guys have that type of thought already, how do you think that you would, how do you think you're going to affect, you know, change in these type of situations? I think something that everyone is able to do is signing petitions mm -hmm. um, and you can find petitions on like change.org you can follow a lot of these um, community leaders are putting up petitions and and relief funds um, cause I have a couple of uh, relief funds that you can donate to 
We have the George Floyd Memorial Fund, and that's on GoFundMe um, to support his family. We have the Minnesota Freedom Fund, uh, which is a community-based nonprofit that pays criminal bail and immigration bonds for individuals who have been arrested while protesting police brutality. Mm. The Black Visions Collective, which is a black, trans, and queer-led organization that is committed to dismantling systems of oppression and violence and shifting the public narrative to create transformative long-term change. You have the Reclaim the Block, which is a coalition that advocates for and invests in community-led safety initiatives in the Minneapolis neighborhoods. The Campaign Zero, which is online platform and organization that utilizes research-based policy solutions to end police brutality in America. And the Unicorn Riot, which is a nonprofit organization that is dedicated to exposing root causes of uh, dynamic social and environmental issues. And we will post this on our page so you all can know of those uh, funds that you can donate to to help with what's going on. And if you find some coalitions or some uh, community organizations that's actually doing some work in your community, then I think it's it's worth the the Google search um, to find those community organizations. And if you're protesting, please be safe and know the reason that you're going out there for. Don't use this, as we said, as a time for promotion for yourself. Go out there for those people who lost their lives and protest as peacefully as you can and just be safe and all that good stuff because it's crazy out there right now as we see what's going on in Richmond and Atlanta, definitely in Minnesota. So just be careful if you decide to protest. Well, I think I'm going to um, vote this year. I was going to not vote. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think I'm going to vote. That's another topic. I think you, so. everyone, you should vote at all times. Uh, did if, you you're, not vote if you're like, knowledgeable on the voting. Did you not vote last time? No, I didn't oh, vote last okay. time. Well, yeah, everyone go vote. That's another thing that we should definitely do is vote at all times, especially when we have Donald Trump in the office. So make sure you vote, please. And I know that we're all like, we have to pick the lesser of two evils, and we get that. And I understand, because nobody wants to vote for Biden, bitch ass, either. But who wants to vote for evil? Who I mean, basically, who wants to vote for evil? But like, I mean, we let's have go to with get, the better option, though. We I mean, have okay. to get, and it's, and it's okay to... I mean, I mean, I mean, honestly, that's a whole nother topic. But I mean, you got Trump, you got Biden. You already see what Trump is doing. So and Biden I mean, is hey, probably just as bad. But at this point, option. like we have to, we have to figure out. I don't out, think like, so, though. I disagree with that. I, I mean, disagree with that. And that's, I, I hugely disagree with that. Like, that's a hugely? Thing, that's not hugely a word. disagree? That's not a word, but whatever. I just made it up. Huge. Usually, no, that's a word. No, I'm saying like you, uh, well, that's another topic. But like I'm saying, I mean, it's important to vote because there needs to be some type of change. And even though Joe Biden has his issues with sexual assault like Trump and all of this shit with the pandering to blacks and, and, and locking up blacks, there you go. we do need a change. Locking up blacks. We need a change. And maybe we can get uh, I'm through. I'm not no more. He <laughs> just convinced me. I mean, I'm just telling <laughs> no, you the you real. Already put it, you put it into the universe. I mean, I, I mean, you got time to change, but we we have to. Maybe we can get some change with Joe. We ain't getting no change with Donald. Yeah, vote please. If so you we can. need to get some change with Joe. As soon as Joe get in office, we can blast this motherfucker for all the shit that he did. But let's get Trump out of office first. 
Yeah. And Fair I know that's hard for us to understand. If I mean, hard for us to wrap our heads around because we literally have two stupid motherfuckers we got we got to pick from. I get that. I'm with you on that. But we can't just sit by and not do anything and just be like, well, I mean, nothing's going to change anyway, so like, why, why do it? I mean, it's never going to change if you don't even put forth any effort. But like I said, we can. I'm. I will be the. I will be on the front lines of the fuck Joe Biden uh, uh, coalition. But we gotta find some type of change, and it's not gonna be with Cheeto. It's just not gonna be with him. Maybe I'll talk to the to the to the police or something. I don't know. You think yeah, that's what but you're gonna I, do? But I agree with Ronnie's <laughs> initial thought of voting. Please go out and vote. I know he's not going to anymore. <laughs> and that is his opinion, and that is what he does, and I don't, I don't judge you any less. Oh, I, well, I do judge you, so I don't judge you any less. Right. I don't judge, judge you anymore. You don't judge me anymore. I don't judge you anymore for not I voting. Yeah, I love you just the same. So, oh, but, I, but for me, I do think it's important to vote. And like I said, when if Joe Biden gets elected in November, then the next episode we could bash this motherfucker for an hour and a half. And demand change then as well. Because he locked a lot of my, my uncles up. So I need to. Uh, me, and Joe, cousins, me and Joe, Joe got to have some words. As well. And then, yeah. And what he did with Hunter and all that shit. That nigga. Fuck that. So, uh, yeah. I might vote for. Nah, fuck that. Never mind. So you got to right. find. You have to find another method. Of, I, another I, method of how I'm you're going to fight this. Thing. I'm going to write a stern letter. To who? Mm, your letter ain't going to go nowhere, bro. You got to hand deliver it, though. I got to hand deliver it. So I. No, I'll talk to the. No, I'll talk to. Our chief of police in Chesapeake. There you go. And so with that, I appreciate everyone for being um, involved in this conversation. I implore you all to stay safe out there. Remember, there is an entire pandemic going on. Whole pandemic. So please, please, please wear your your mask. And don't forget the black trans community. So let's remember the names. Tony McDade. Jasmine Ware, Paris Cameron, Deshonda Sanchez. These are our black trans women. Please, please, please remember the black trans community. They are a part of our community. Because all black lives matter. All black lives matter. Okay. All black lives matter. Don't just. Absolutely. Don't be be that black man out here that's, you know, against certain black people. Please don't be homophobe. Don't be a homophobe. So please, please, please find your your lane when it comes to combating um, social injustice. And we will see you all next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.